What's up, Cadillac listeners? I'm Valerie Fiella, founder of public relations agency Via Fiella PR. Donna is my go-to girl for chit-chat, venting about work drama, my mental tequila, if you will. Anything goes with Donna. And I'm Garrett, Valerie's husband, also known as the assistant to the HMFIC. For you non-military folk, go Google it. We live OTP in Sandy Springs, and both of us have been loyal listeners of Caddy for a long time. So we can assure you that you're in for a wild ride today. Here's Caddy and Donna with their second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. It is hot. I mean, hot in Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Did you know that people don't like to be, they don't like for Atlanta to be referred to as hot Atlanta? The Atlantans don't. I know, hot Atlanta. No, I think it's crazy stupid. To call it Hotland? Hotland, yeah. But it's hot. Well, it is, Donna, but it's it, that's like low-hanging fruit when people well, say, Well, I know. I live in Hotland. We've had seven days of 90-plus temperatures. But I'm just Hotlanta. telling you, like, you sweat in places you don't even know you can sweat in. Well, for people that are obese, like myself, that's yeah. something that you deal with <laughs> you're year-round. Not, you're not obese. You're not yeah. morbidly obese. I didn't say morbidly, Donna. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. I said I'm obese, especially since COVID. I put on, like, the COVID-40. Well, the problem is, like, for my nightly walk, it doesn't cool down. Like, you know, normally you think, okay, I'm not going to, like, we haven't been to the pool. It's just too hot. And like, even with your kids, I've heard people saying like, you know, what are you going to say to them? Go outside and play. It's too hot. And they tell you that back. It's too hot. What are you going to say? No, it's not. They're like, will you go outside? And you're like, it's hot. So you need to check on also your animals. <laughs> yes. Make sure your animals have water and. Yes. Sally comes knows, in just panting. Upload day is probably going to be thunderstorming. Yeah. But um, we're certainly not done with the 90s and hot Atlanta. No, and it's everywhere in the country. Like my friend Sarah, who lives in Phoenix, said it is her little temperature gauge when it comes up. It says 114. Can you That's imagine? That's excessive. That's dangerous. That's That would cause me to move. Yeah. Would you to pick, like Fairbanks. Would you pick a place to live based on how hot it got? Sure I would. So if somebody offers you an amazing job in, say, Phoenix, and the dead, you got to start in the dead of summer. Oof. You know, you never, you never say never. You never say no to right. anything. We've learned that. So I, you know, I. When you went to interview, you'd want to know how their air conditioner blew. Seriously, what do you, <laughs> what do you leave it on? Like, is it sixty five? Okay, let's talk about that for just a minute with the air conditioning situation okay. at home. Okay, if you have children and you are listening to this podcast, you hopefully are not having the same issue that we're having. But, but I you, bet you are. But you probably are. So our main bedroom is on our lower level. Our kids' bedrooms, all three of our kids, are on the upper level. Um, And so we have told them, because heat rises, it does get very hot upstairs during the day because it is very hot. But we're like, do not turn the air conditioner past 69, which that's aggressive. Let's just start there. But it does get really hot, so I'm trying to get it cooler, and then I'll turn it back up later in the day. Someone is turning the air conditioner down. To 66. We think we know who it is. And this particular person works in HVAC, in heating right. and air conditioning. Okay. Or, that's their career. We just outed this particular person. But I keep saying. And so, and they're like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And I said, here's what's going to happen. The unit is going to freeze. And then we're going to have bigger problems. And if you have kids in your house, like if you're single right now, you're thinking, this is the craziest conversation. 
it's like when you were growing up and your parents used to say, close the door, you're letting all the air, close the refrigerator door. You find yourself saying those things to your kids. And it's like, are you paying the, the uh, air bill? Are you paying the, you know, this bill? Because they just, they go up there and just start pushing the button. And so it's funny because now I have put a sign on the little thermostat thing up there. Yeah. I've not been up there since Easter. Thanksgiving. So I, I put a sign up there that said, a reward will be given if you capture on video who's doing this. And then Charlotte says to me as we're walking last night, you know, mom, the one person who's doing it and the other person could go in on it together and she could agree, he could agree for her to film him and then they could split the reward money. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is how far they go with these conversations? Remember you were growing up too, like my mama, the air conditioning, the air was set on 73. Oh, it wasn't moving. And if you touched it, you would get beat with a Sherwin-Williams paint stick. <laughs> That's aggressive. Like a paint stirrer. That's oh, mom, mama would chase me around the house with a Sherwin-Williams. <laughs> I'd, I'd jump from couch to coffee table. What were you doing? To recliner. I don't know. Probably messing with the air conditioner. Yeah, and the, no, and the you, thermostat. But it just wasn't. Because I was also obese as a child. But, okay. But it was just something that you. <laughs> I had huskies. You were not allowed to do. Tough skins. You know, like you could not. Well, it was touch. understood. You do no. not touch. And, and now kids just have no respect. No. I mean, like you would never walk over to your thermostat and adjust the temperature to your needs. Who was it? We had guests one time. Oh, my niece. And they stayed upstairs, and they put our air conditioning unit on 62. Who does that when you visit someone else's house? I love her, though. If she's listening, I love you, Jenna. Jenna. She was younger then. And again, it's this age group. She was like in their age group. It's this college, high school age group. And it's like this immediate thing, like, I'm hot. I'm going to crank this down as low as I can go. Okay. Well, when that thing freezes up and it's Will's going to be doing a free service call. Seriously. To his own home to fix his air conditioner that he locked up. I'm going to catch him. All right, on the way here today to the glorious Appen Media Group and Appen Podcast Network on North Main Street in Alpharetta. I know you are, you're humming about this project. I am, I am. So I listened to the Chicks. Him and Holland. Formerly the Dixie Chicks. I listened to the Chicks. It's the song March, March. And it is such a good song. And forget the lyrics. When you listen to it, you're going to say, they say the same thing over and over again, which they kind of do. It's the music. You know, you forget what amazing musicians these women are. And um, I saw them perform it on Colbert. And um, is it Emily? Which I think it was Emily. She goes from the steel. I mean, she literally went from like the steel fiddle to another instrument just seamlessly. And I mean, they're just amazing musicians. We'll talk about the project in a minute. Um, We'll get more into it. But it's a great song. It's called March, March. And the amazing thing about it was the Chicks wrote this two years ago after attending the Women's March. Um, and it really was more of a song for a, a female anthem to, or really anyone who just, you know, march, stand up, have your voice heard. But the fact that they didn't release the project because Gaslighter got delayed because of COVID. And then when they released the project, who would know that now it's as appropriate as it ever was? You know, and, and again, not, it really is more of an anthem for just get involved and um, have your voice heard on on whatever your issue is. It doesn't have to be, you know, anything specific that's going on right now, but it's just a really good song. And we'll talk a little bit more about the project, but it's March, March. I'm going to add it to the um, playlist. It's a long song. It's one of those like three and a half, four minute songs because it has a long outro. I'll be interested to know if you think 
radio will play any of this project? Well, I'm on my smartphone right now. I'm on my iPhone. And I'm, I am I remember this. I'm looking for it, but I remember off the top of my head because I flagged it. Um, country radio stations around America report their ads on Mondays. That's ad date. Ad meaning what song, new songs they're adding to their, to their rotation. Yeah. Um, what, is, is March March the single? I don't really know if it's a single. It's the one they're pushing out right now. They're, but they're kind of doing like a, they're pushing a lot out. Whatever the current single is, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time looking for it here, but uh, one ad. Wow. One ad this week. And the panel, the entire panel of country radio stations that report, doesn't mean total number of country stations nationwide, but the number of stations that report their ads, the panel's probably nearly 200 stations. You know, and I get it with them. I think, again, they're very polarizing to some people, certainly polarizing to country radio. And I know there are those people out there who say, you know, the events that happen, they'll never listen to their music again. And I understand that. And again, to each their own, I will never let, I want to hear good music. I want to hear. March, March is the single. Yeah. I want to hear new projects and new music. And I, um, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it's a really good album if you're looking for something new, um, to listen to. Okay. What was your core 57 hype song? Are we done about the chicks? Yeah, well, we're going to talk about them after after you give me your Core 57 okay. hype song. Um, my Core 57 hype song on the way here today. We don't have a lot of Miranda Lambert. I know you're a, big, a huge Miranda Lambert love fan. love Miranda Lambert. I'm really digging her new song. Um, it's called Bluebird. Oh, I love that one. Yes. And Miranda this week went top three at Country Radio with that yes. song. Yes. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, oh, wait a minute. Miranda probably goes top three, number one with every song that she, that she releases. Not the case. The last time Miranda Lambert was top three on the country radio chart was when everybody was dumping ice water over their heads for the a- ALS. ALS bucket yeah, challenge, ice bucket challenge, which yep. was in 24 June of 2014. I've got an, I've She's got, not been top three in six years. I've got a video of Charlotte and I will upload it into the letter. Okay. Pouring ice over us. Automatic was the song that oh, uh, yeah. last hit number three in 2014 in, uh, in June. So congratulations to Miranda Lambert. It's off of her project called wild card. It's a great song. Um, last time she hit number one on the country chart was Over You in 2012. And then she was uh, top three in 2016. With That's Automatic. awesome. Yeah. Well, so talking about the Dixie Chicks, so the, again, the project is Gaslighter. The, the amazing thing about, about it is a lot of the songs were written or recorded and produced by Jack Antonoff, who also recorded um, Taylor Swift's last album. And um, he's with that band Fun. I don't know if you remember them. Yes, lowercase, right? Mm-hmm. F-U-N period, I think. And so he kind of brought them. They wanted to work with him because they really wanted to use um, new production techniques and, and kind of infuse. And that's the thing. It is a country record. Like when you hear the end of the first song, the March March, it is a country record. I mean, they're using all of their amazing instruments. The thing that I find fascinating about this album, and you and I have talked about it, is it is kind of uh, a country lemonade. If you remember that project from Beyonce, and that was supposedly after um, Jay Z had whatever happened had had, Becky, had Becky he with the good hair. Yes. Okay. So he had had an entanglement. So the the this line that came out of that that everyone would um, repeat is Becky with the good hair, and basically explain what that was. Beyonce was calling out. She didn't say. People guessed who they thought it was, but what was the line reference to? It was kind of like he was with Becky with a good hair, right? Who, who did people speculate it was? A couple people, and I'm not going to get in that. Really? I don't want to get the C and D. But anyway. Listen, if we hadn't got one by now. Right. 
I don't know if there's an awful lot that could keep us from getting one. So there's a line, and it's from the song about the boat, um, Tights on My Boat. What is that? I, okay. I've seen a lot of people on social media post about that song, and I, I hadn't clicked through. So, all right. So Natalie Maines was married to Adrian Pazdar, right. who is an actor in Hollywood. And I'm trying to think. He was on a, he was in Heroes. He was in a couple of other things. If you saw him, you would... You would definitely recognize him. And they have two sons together. And they were married, and they had an incredibly acrimonious, angry divorce that drug on and drug on. And she just, they they literally just got divorced, but it's been going on for almost like two years. And so this entire album is her manifesto of that time period of being married of him supposedly cheating on her with another girl on her boat. And she found the tights on the boat. Tight tights, meaning the girl's tights. Yes. Um, and every song, there's a song about him bringing, when they played the Hollywood bowl and he brought his new girlfriend to meet his wife. And at the time she didn't know that they were having an affair, but he met that this person that he was supposedly having this dalliance with was like a huge, um, Chicks fan, Dixie Chicks fan. And so he brought the girl backstage. Yes. And introduced her to to Natalie to, and the Chicks. Yes. Really? Yes. That's that's ballsy. That's bold. Now, now at the time, she didn't know they were having an affair and he sort of passed it off supposedly like, you know, it was just a business partner. Yeah, they just wanted to meet. Um there's uh, you know, a song called Daddy Lessons where um you know, she talks about raising her sons and that her sons are going to be able to read all of the things that went down and that that's his, you know, his kind of deal to, to reckon with them and how she's struggling with the fact that as anyone does who gets divorced, that the person doesn't just poof disappear as we've talked about before, that they're going to be in your life and you do have to find some kind of way. Um, he asked her for a ton of money. I mean, he wanted her to pay, massive amounts of alimony to him. Um, and I don't know where that ended up, you know, on the continuum, but, um, it's really, it's good. I don't want to scare you off with that in thinking that it's like, um, angry, you know, some of those angry pink songs that she had for a while where you're just like, Whoa, a little goes a long way. They're really catchy. Like even the tights on the boat, it kind of has this Jamaican feel. And, um, if you didn't know what things were about, you, you would just love the way the music sounds. So, but when you really listen to the whole thing, you're like, wow. Like I said to you, I wonder if like Emily and Marty were like, well, can we write a song about like, you know. How Unicorns. Much we, how, yeah, how much we love our kids. And, and then she's like, no, you know. I'm angry. <laughs> it doesn't fit in here. Because, you know, Natalie, she, she, you know, she calls the shots. We she she calls before. her husband out to her ex-husband out for his parents paying. His taxes. His taxes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean it, it seems is, a little petty, right? It's incredibly personal. And some of it may seem petty, yeah. You, you, it, it, yeah. You have to be very careful when you date an artist, <laughs> and specifically Seriously? a songwriter. Um, and we joke about Taylor Swift, and there are plenty of examples of, of Taylor's exes that get burned on songs. But who was her best friend? Um, Abigail. Abigail. Remember Abigail in a song that Taylor Swift she wrote? She gave it all away. She gave it all away. I mean, Taylor Swift revealed that Abigail lost her virginity yeah. in a song. Yeah, and like yeah. her parents hear it for the first time <laughs> as they're driving down the road in their Subaru. 
or their Volvo. And they're like, Abigail, is there something that you need to tell us? Taylor Swift just says that you gave it all away. She's like, whatever. I didn't, I don't even know what she's talking about. You know, you ever, you ever had one of those conversations? Not that, hopefully, with your kids, but one of them, and they're like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right, Poor right, Abigail. Right. Poor Abigail. So being in someone's circle, even, can be tricky. You know, it can be revealed in song or it can be revealed in podcast form too. So be careful. Well, and there's a lot of it's funny because they're they're saying that the tights on the boat song is kind of one of those country uh, feminist type songs, and there's a bunch of those. I mean, and it literally started in 1927 with Kitty Wells. You know, you've got single girl, married. Could girl. we find that one on Spotify? You think? I I doubt it. If it wasn't God who made honky tonk angels, I mean Dolly Parton, Jolene. I mean that's the ultimate. You know. You cheated on me song. And then even Shania's, who, whose bed have your boots been under? So, I mean, it's a longstanding tradition, but she roasts this man. And I have to imagine, I mean, I, the, the interesting thing to me is if a, if a non-disclosure holds up for um, a creative license. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure when they walked out of there, I don't know. You know, I like, bet that there was some language. Yeah. Which is maybe why she had to get it all out. And maybe she doesn't. Because it'd be another 14 years until they release a. An and I album. guess she could say, I didn't call him out. You know, so it's almost like she's not using his name. So if he came forward and said, I can't believe you wrote about me bringing my girlfriend backstage. She's like, oh, so now you're admitting it? You know what I mean? Like, she didn't say when Adrian brought this. But it's just know. understood. Yeah. There's another last line on there. I mean, there's some like crazy lines where the the. His girlfriend's husband called her. Now, that's when you know you're in trouble. Hang on. Back up. One more time. Okay. The woman he was having the affair with was married. Right. And her husband called Natalie. Oh, that's never good. That that is not good. (laughs) That is not good. If you are listening right now, that is not good. That's when you're in big trouble. I mean, you're in big trouble if you're doing any of this stuff. Let me just come clean on this stuff. You just don't want to be doing this stuff. We're We're not like advocating this. But... If either of those spouses starts talking, y'all are in big trouble. You're done. Because let me tell you something. That's how Shania Twain ended up marrying. I mean, think about this crazy stuff. Okay, Mutt Lang, who was, you know, the producer for Def Leppard, one of the most famous rock and roll producers, produced, was married to Shania, you know, helped catapult her to the superstar she was because... I forgot about this. Yes. Nobody had ever heard of this type of production on a country album. So Mutt Lang does this. He has an affair with Shania's best Best friend friend. and they marry and Shania marries her husband. Are you even following this? Okay. That'd be like if Tug and I had an affair and you and Laura Got got married and then Tug and I got married. And then there's all these kids in the mix. What a mess. I mean, what a mess. How do you, you know, I mean, I have trouble sometimes just explaining the fact that I was married before to my kids. Like, how do you explain that to your kids? Okay. You know, Miss Laura? Yes. All right. Daddy's married to her now. What? You know, like, aren't and your you mama is married to Tug. You, you've loved Tug and on Tug your entire lives. And now Tug's your stepdaddy. Yes. <laughs> how is that working? Yeah. And Miss Laura is your stepmother. Right? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Ooh, that's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> it's right. a hot mess. Let's so do an up. Give it a listen. Let's do an update on uh, August Alcina. Oh, well, he's written a song. He's written a song called yeah. Entanglements. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's been released in the past uh, in the past few days. Here is uh, here's a lyric. All right. The definition of entanglement 
no ooh-ah, ooh-ooh, is when you're tangled in the sheets. Yeah, yeah. Girl, I know that we don't call it a relationship. No, oh, oh. But you're still effing with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And rapper Rick Ross is also featured on the track. Entangling. Again, what a mess. What a mess. My friend Allison reached out and she heard us talking about entanglements on the last podcast. And she said, I totally agree with you. An entanglement is something that happened to Burr Rabbit in the Briar Patch. You know, this is just ridiculous. And it just keeps going on. And now he's like making money off the entanglement. But I mean, more power to him. You know? Really, though? Okay. Here's what he says. I think that everything worked out in the way that it should. There's nothing to regret because it's not something I went searching for. It's not something I went after. I don't go after people's girls. Nobody preyed on me or was a predator towards me. This is none of that, he says. And and he admits that he did not watch the entire. He just watched clips that he saw like on Instagram, but he did not watch the entire, uh, what is it called, Red Table Red Talk? Red Table Talk. Her Facebook Which supposedly that show. episode had gazillions of downloads, whatever. Just gazillions. Just trust me on this. Don't let the fear of the unknown, paying for an attorney or seeking medical help, Stop you from getting the treatment you need and the cash money, cash money that you deserve. 1-800-HURT-911 or 1-800-HURT-911-GA.com. They'll partner you with the right injury doctor, the right injury attorney. If you need a medical specialist, they'll take care of uh, that for you as well. And you get on the fast road to recovery. The HURT-911 Injury Group at 1-800-HURT-911, Georgia's premier choice in accident care. No charge to you unless they win your case. Zero out-of-pocket costs to team, partner, and win with the 1-800-HURT-911 team. The August menu is up at dinneraffair.com, the official meal kit for families. Three steps to a nutritious home-cooked meal. Select your menu, choose your delivery date, and enjoy delicious dinners. And something we haven't talked about is if you find a meal, if you find a dinner that you absolutely just can't live without – there are some meals and some dinners at dinneraffair.com that you can order two multiple, you can order two of them. And an example, and we we Ooh, honey hot chicken. Listen, honey let me tell you something. Chicken. I'm getting ready to go down for my wisdom teeth mm-hmm. surgery. And I am sitting on a hot honey chicken dinner that I'm not going to fix. No one can fix it until the night before. That's gonna be my last supper. My last dinner before I go under and can't eat for like six, seven days. We'll grind it up and you can slurp it down. Dinneraffair.com, $30 off your first order. Just enter the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, and there are different meal packages designed for different size families. And they're tailored for all ages and all tastes. Two to three easy steps to get dinner on the table, always 100% guaranteed. Dinneraffair.com, dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. Do you remember, Donna, the first concert that you went to? Oh, yeah. Who was it? Okay, it was the Police and the Go-Go's. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. At the Omni. What year? Oh, 82. Okay. How about you? I think my first concert was maybe Neil Diamond. Mm. Yeah. Okay. At the Ovens Auditorium. (laughs) Not near as exciting as the police and the go-go's. The Ovens Auditorium. Ovens. O-V-E-N-S. Named for the Ovens family in Charlotte. Well, back then, I don't know what it was, but all these, I mean, kind of like it is now, but people were touring together. Like it was like foreigner and i don't even know who or rush and somebody and so at the time it was this tour and it was the police and the go-go's i mean the go-go's were so cool back then do you remember 
again, oh we have, God, well, but there's, there's, a, there's a decade between us. I mean, is there anything cooler? It was like the time of like the Go-Go's, Pat Benatar, and Joan Jett, these boss women just like, you know, playing guitars and singing, and it was amazing. You are quarantined with the first artist you saw in concert. Who is it? Well, it's going to be a long quarantine for you and Neil. <laughs> you know? It's a lot of Sweet Caroline. <laughs> one more. You know how everybody always says, one more verse. Yes. He's going to come in. Yeah. So I told you, this has been going around on social media. Let me just say this, though. Yes, I'm very excited about my quarantine because that means I've got Sting. And you know what? Sting, like he's famous. Quantric. Tantric. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Tantric sex. Yes. All right. So I threw, which means what? I don't I, know. Just I, different, I really, different like twister? No. Or hours at a time? Something like that. Wow. Really? Yes. How do you get that? How okay. do you get that, that title? Like, who do you have to prove? What's his title? That he's an ambassador for tantric he's sex. He's just talked about it. Him and his wife, Trudy, have talked about it. You know, he's been married to Trudy forever. They have tons of kids. It's sort of like a yoga practice, too. So if, if you did yoga, you could probably figure well, this out. Well, I could learn. Yeah. Get on it. Get on the yoga. So I threw it out there on uh, my Twitter account, at ATO Cadillac. Just curious what everyone would uh, respond with. We'll begin with Alpharetta Mayor Jim Gilvin. All right. Okay. Mayor Gilvin is quarantining with Elvis. Oh, now that would be cool. Heather is quarantining with New Kids on the Block. That's a good one. Um, Riggs Isaac, former Kicks 101.5 Air personality, Riggs Isaac, is quarantining with Boston. As is Will Guerra, another radio industry guy here in Atlanta. Bad company at the Omni. Yes, I know I was at that one. Who was that? What, the person that sent it yes, in? Yes, I bet I was there with um, him. Hoops Ref 322. I think I was there with Hoops Ref. Were you there Ref. with Hoops Ref 322? I was probably there with Hoops Ref. I might have came with him and left with someone else. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Wendy Clifton, Kenny Chesney, Thomas Rhett, and Old Dominion. Now, that was pretty recently, right? She's young, yeah. Um, Tuck Cowart. Who's you he ready? with? Tug's quarantine. Tug's got the best quarantine. I, I want to go, Neil and I, Neil Diamond and myself, we're going to go to Tug's place and quarantine with Motley Crue. Oh, my god! Can gosh. you imagine? I don't think Neil can handle it. Can, uh, yeah, he'd check himself out <laughs> and then in to some sort of rehabilitation facility. That would be fun. Former Kicks radio personality, morning radio personality, Jason Bailey, who's in Tennessee yes. doing radio. We still keep in touch on social media. Um, he replies... Um, Wilson Phillips. Yeah. Mm. And I said, I responded and I said, listen, um, you can't just drop that one, dude. Yeah. Story. Who goes to see Wilson Phillips Story. as your first concert? So Bailey responds back. Jason Bailey, uh, former kicks morning show personality responds back. Says I was a kid and won tickets to radio station. I was caller number 10. Oh, Daryl Worley says Shelby Brown oh, boy. from Athens. What? That'd be fun. We know what they say about Daryl. Yes. Daryl, they call him Daryl the Snake Whirly. Okay. Yeah. Well, they do. They always have. All right. Daryl wears that badge. I mean, you can't blame him. Um, let's see here. What else do we have? That may be um, that may be some of the highlights there. But yeah, it's like this. It's quarantine houses. You know, like which house are you going to be in? But um, I'm I'm happy to be in Sting's house with the Go Go's. Uh, May uh, okay, Melanie Bailey. Very nice, huge supporter of my entire career, including the podcast now. Um, Mother's Finest. Oh, in 1977. I love Mother's Finest. Who are they? I don't know them. You know, oh, they uh, they sing that song that goes. Bow, 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 bow. I'm sorry, it goes how? <laughs> you know, <at> the beginning. <laughs> uh, we'll have to we'll download some Mother's Finest to the um, playlist. Yeah. Southern Rock. Yes. Okay. Yep. 
I can't think of, oh my gosh, I can't think of the song. Everybody's like yelling it out right now. Brooke Scott, Lionel Richie. Yeah. It's her quarantine partner and uh, Brandon Kay in Cherokee County. Uh, Hank Jr. and Tanya Tucker. Now there's, that's actually, I want to go to that one. I think I would take Hank Jr. and Tanya Tucker over um, Motley Crue, even. Yeah. So, uh, who are you quarantined with? The first artist you saw in concert, who is it? Something that's going around on social media. So, you know from listening to the podcast that pre-COVID, my, my hobby was courtroom hopping. And that means that I would go to, and it's, it's legal. You're, you're what's called a, uh, you're witnessing, I think is what they call it. And so I would go to. In an huh? official capacity or you're just there because you have nothing to do? Witnessing. You're not like, you're not like a docent. No, it's observer. Or a, you're an observer. That's what they call observer, it. You're an observer. Yes. Okay. But not hired by anyone. Well, but, you know, I always took it upon myself to give suggestions. To who? About your look. Like I was like a jury consultant. Okay, but you weren't. You weren't well, but I was. hired I would go anyone. eat with the jury when we were on lunch break. We okay. talked about this in, a, I, in one of the first podcasts. I know podcasts. that, and I've got to tell you, though, I, I've thought about this. I don't think that's legal. I think the no, judges... No, it's perfectly legal. You can't... No, because maybe they're supposed to be sequestered. They're not just some weird rogue man is, like, eating with them. Like, who we is this We would go guy? to American Deli, which is right a block away from the Fulton County Courthouse in downtown, get some wings. What a mess. Okay. Anyway, an update about that. I haven't been able to do this hobby, and I've missed it greatly since COVID because none of the courthouses were even operational for a while, much less open. Um, courtroom hopping is not near as exciting when you are actually on the docket. Mm. And you go as someone who has to legally be there. Mm -hmm. You may recall I got two speeding tickets. My first speeding ticket. Back to back. Well, it was within two weeks. Mm -hmm. But my first speeding ticket is like in 20 years. Ticket one, I had to appear in Milton Municipal Court. Mm -hmm. And uh, my esteemed defense attorney, Jamie Bendel, oh, gosh. Okay. Was, was with me. Yeah. And it went well. Here's how it went down. Um, before I even got there, Jamie had already met with the, the city solicitor, I guess is who it is. And they'd worked out a deal, which is I have to take a uh, online or a defensive driving class. But because of COVID now, you have to do them online. And just present a certificate back to the city. I think I have 90 days to do it. And um, that, I think that will be good for you. I do. Really? I think you'll learn some things. Like what? Tailgating is is not is frowned upon. Um, breaks are I'm, there I'm for a I'm a member purpose. of the Alpharetta Department of Public Safety now. Okay. As we prepare to launch Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider, a new podcast, which we'll talk about here soon. All right. All right. So anyway. And then I have to pay my fine, which is $248. The great news is I don't have to pay my fine. Basically, I got like a 90-day extension. Okay. And I, I love to, Jamie. I don't, I don't have to pay my fine until I complete my course and get my certificate of authenticity and completion to the judge. I love Jamie. And he is a, a, he is a man of a million jobs. And attorney is his main job. He also owns the punchline. Punch and He's a comedian. But so what... what what did he get for you? Because let's see, you have to take a course and you have to pay a fine. So no what's... points on my license. Oh, okay. There's no reporting of the ticket whatsoever. Oh, well, that's good. Now, I'm up in two days in Rabin County, Georgia oh, for ticket number two. They've, they, the, the court appearances fell in the same week, although the tickets were two, three weeks apart. But because of COVID, courts are just trying to catch up. This, both of them have been continued a couple different times. Mm -hmm. So I say to Jamie in the parking lot of the Milton Municipality Complex mm -hmm. as we're leaving, 
I said, hey, what do I do? Do I just pay this ticket in Raven County? He said, no, let me handle it. Just send me a copy of the, the ticket. Scan me a copy. So he's now like your attorney of record. I love this. Yes. Love We're standing in the lobby of the Milton City Milton facility when uh, right after my appearance in court. And Jamie's very well known in this area just because he's everywhere. He's a great yeah. father. Uh, he, he's coached all our kids in ball at some point. He's just super active around the community. And also, as you said, he's a comedian, but he owns the Punchline Comedy Club here in Atlanta, and he's an attorney, and I think he sells cars and does people's taxes. I mean, Jamie's like, he, he does a little bit of everything. And so he's we're a sta- renaissance man. He's all of that and then some. And so we're standing there in the lobby, and this young lady who works in some capacity for the city is walking down the hall, and Jamie's there in his very nice suit and his mask. I had I on board it. shorts and flip-flops. I mean, we're going to talk about dressing during the COVID uh, pandemic here in a moment, but... Uh, you know, everybody's just kind of, nobody cares what they wear anymore. But I was very impressed that Jamie looked very astute in his suit. And this young lady comes by and she stops and she looks at him and she says, what are you doing here? Because he probably coached her in softball at some point. And she then says, oh, I forgot you're an attorney too. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I stroke Jamie. Uh-huh. And that's check, good. And he's going to uh, take care of both. He's now my, 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 uh, one of our attorneys of record and we have many. I love seems, that. So. Thank you, Mr. Bindle, for taking care of me. And and hopefully, again, something Court. good will come out of this defensive driving class, and you will become a better driver. I don't know what could come out of it, Donna. I think I'm a pretty good driver. I learned from my dad. Learned from my dad. All right, so do you have young adults that are getting ready to uh, head off to college? I know how excited you are about that. But I also know how nervous you can be about that, especially with everything that's going on. And different uh, university systems have different uh, things going on. I know Jamie, we were talking about his daughter's. Um, one of his daughters goes to um, DePaul uh, outside of Chicago, and she's pitching to uh, 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 mom and dad that she wants to live in an apartment in Chicago, which Jamie's not all that excited about. But if you are having to uh, you know, stock a, a dorm room or an off-campus college apartment, the place to go is Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Here's why. Uh, they have tons of bedding options for your dorm room or for your apartment. They have everything that you would need. They have uh, uh, many, many brand names, big brand names, and, and different styles. They offer financing as well. Whether you're looking for a dining room table, a king-size bed for your master bedroom, or sofa, maybe for your living room, um, visit Gallery Furniture. They are online at askforthewolfman.com, and they're in the middle of a huge online uh, redesign right now. They're also very active on all social media channels, on Instagram, at Gallery Furniture GA, so you can see all the new stuff that comes in. The warehouse is packed, and that's a big difference when you're dealing with a local company that's family-owned and has been in this area for over three decades. You are not going to have to wait months for your delivery like you would if you were um, dealing with a big box retailer. So think about that. Askforthewolfman.com, Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Tracy Cousineau and her team of certified home selling advisors can not only get you up to 18% more for your home, they have an entire team of 20 plus professionals that work for you. Tracy's going to invest six figures in the marketing of your home. Tracy's going to get it in front of the eyes of the people that are going to buy it. And I noticed on Facebook, Tracy was talking about the fact that uh, Gwinnett County Schools have kind of backpedaled a little bit and they're going all virtual now after announcing that they were going to do, you know, face-to-face in-school learning. Uh, Buford City Schools which is in Gwinnett County, the city of Buford, but Buford City Schools say that they're actually doing face-to-face and in school. And so Tracy's like, listen, we have plenty of homes that are for sale in the, the city of Buford School District. And, and there are parents, I know, that are willing to make the move because they think that their kids should be in school. 
TracyCousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home. Tracy comes highly recommended by Shark Tank and real estate mogul Barbara Corcoran, uh, Gary LaFox, Araska Flats, and yours truly. It's Cadillac Jack 855, my expert, or TracyCousineau.com. This week, the Georgia High School Athletic Association people mm-hmm. made an announcement that many parents have been waiting on. And that is about sports. Yeah. So they voted to delay the start. Everybody's been wondering about football. What's going to happen with high school football? Because with everything going back virtually, does that mean that football is over and done? So they, the GHSA voted to delay the start of football games by two weeks. But they're going to still have a full 10-game regular season. Um, but they're going to start, I think, after Labor Day. Is that right? Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And all other spring sports like cross country and volleyball and softball are going to start in August as originally scheduled. And I know a lot of people are like, what? How are they going to do it? Um, and I, you know, I think it's, again, it seems like they're pretty dead set on doing it. I don't know if it's one of those things where they're going to start and then backtrack and then what's going to happen. You know, who knows what's going to happen? No. And, I, and as a band parent, I'm like, how does that affect the band? You know, like, will they be able to sit in the stands and socially distance and at least play fight songs, which would be nice? You know, we talked about in a previous pod, um, I think the last one, if, if you listen in order, you don't have to. Um, we talked about we had a band meeting and it was just kind of deflating um, because this is normally this is the week when they would have been at band camp and learning the new show. And they're not doing that. And, and that's not something you can just throw together. I mean, these just like football teams, these I'm so amazed as a band parent. The, the band works as hard as the football team. They really do in hot weather trying to put this show together. So my hope is that they'll at least be able to sit in the stands and, you know, play fight songs. I will will there be fans, though? I don't know. There's just still a lot of questions about this. You know, I think the stadiums are so big for most of these high schools. I could see where they could maybe, like, block off every other bleacher or something. I don't know. Or cap it at 50%. Yeah, or maybe you have to bring a chair and you're not allowed to sit. You know, there's a section where you can sit, like, in the grass. Or, you know, the one thing they could do, which I don't know if this would take, but if it was a home game, then maybe the opposing fans couldn't come, as crazy as that sounds. Well, there's that. Or how about this? And this just popped in my head. You know, a lot of times, if you're the home team, the visitor section is not entirely full. Right. So, you know, they could also move the home, you know, home team parts of it to the visitor section. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe they don't allow people to travel, to travel. for the okay. games. You know, I don't know. I think it's encouraging that I know people have a lot of opinions, and we've talked about this. There's opinions on every side of the story right now. But I think it's encouraging that they're at least trying to do it because I do, I don't know. I think there's some normalcy that comes with it. I, I think there know. is, but here's my, here's my question. Here's my concern. If a school system is not allowing face-to-face and in-school learning and they're doing virtual, does that send the wrong message that on Friday nights, and football is a very con- high-contact sport. Yeah, does it send the wrong message that on, and I'm all about, listen, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm all about the kids going back to school and I'm all about the sports being played, but does it send a mixed message that football is actually more important than learning in an education or the other clubs that are held in the school, you know, that are not sports related because people can't do those. I think it's a mixed message. Like, can you do drama performances? You know, drama. Why, why would you not be able to, if you're going to, yeah. 
you know, I don't know. If you're That's a great a high point. Football stadium. I mean, you know, and around here, and I'm sure in a lot of, of places where people are listening, like you know, at Milton, Milton has one of the best drama programs in the country, and you know. That's a big deal for that school and for that group of kids. So I can see, you know, kids of different clubs saying, well, how come they can do it, but we can't do it? Or choral groups or, you know, concert, again, concert bands. Or any FCA. Of, or any of the finals. Yeah, yeah, anything. FCA, right. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. But I think that maybe, I don't know, maybe football is governed by this body, which is different. They, maybe they can make decisions outside of the school, whereas the other clubs are governed by the school so i don't i don't know it's an interesting question i would love to see it all come back in some form or fashion here in atlanta specifically we're seeing that that school systems that originally said we're doing face-to-face in in class learning are now backpedaling a little bit and an example from this week would be or the most recent example would be Gwinnett County Schools, which I believe is the largest school system in the state. Yeah. And originally they were pretty adamant about the fact that they were going to do in-class face-to-face learning. Yeah. And this week they backpedaled a little bit. And um, they're virtual. They're the all virtual yeah. now, 100%. And I think that it just it presents a whole list of challenges. And I think that the expectation of principals and administrators and your supervisor or boss at work, by the way, too, is going to be at a totally different level than it was back in the spring. The spring was kind of like a dress rehearsal. The spring, everybody thought, you know what, we're just going to be doing this for three months. We'll get by. We'll, we'll, we'll do the best we can. I don't know that anyone projected or predicted that, that we would still be where we are right now months later since, since March, mid-March, right, when, when the pandemic originally kind of started to explode here in the United right. States. And so I think that it presents a, a lot of challenges and problems, especially for those parents that have to work. Um, Greg Caton Stewie, who we talk about often, was an intern of mine. And Stewie introduced a podcast mm-hmm. not too long ago. His uh, his uh, girlfriend, Megan, is a kindergarten teacher in Fulton County. Uh, in Fulton County, the teachers are required to go to their classrooms. They have to go to the school every day, which is very interesting. And teachers are not crazy about that because they're like, we have kids that are home, um, but they wanted them, you know, in the in the school environment and in doing its. You know, even though they were doing the classes virtually, they wanted it to be more of more structured. But imagine trying to, as a kindergarten teacher, trying to keep, I mean, how old are you in kindergarten? Six years old? Yes. Barely. Seven years old? How are you going to keep those kids attention and entertained engaged and, and, and gay? It's, it seems not. nearly impossible. What are you going to do? Well, and I think the thing with the Gwinnett schools and some of the big school systems, and I'm sure it's going on around the country if you're listening even outside of our area I think what parents are frustrated with is just tell us what it's going to be because that was the other thing. I have two friends who um, their kids are in the Gwinnett school systems and they had been preparing for business as usual, knowing that that seemed kind of precarious, but you know, they had been planning for work and now, you know, they're two weeks out of when they were supposed to start and they've completely flipped it back the other way. And again, for some parents, for younger kids in that type of situation you have to, you can't pivot that quickly. You know, you have to sit down and talk with your spouse. Okay, how are we going to do this? Could you theoretically work from home half the day? Or, you know, again, this is not like our kids where you can leave them alone while, you know, while we record this podcast, they're home doing what they do. They're, they're, you know, they're many grown adults. You're talking about young children, you know, up to a certain level. What happens if you both have to work and your bosses or your company is now at the point where they're calling you back into the office? 
You know, it just. And, and even if you're you're working virtually still oh, it's, with your job, yeah. the expectation level is near that of you being in the office. At, at this point, yes. You know, you figured out how to mute your mic, and you figured out how to work your Zoom and diddle yeah. your dangle and all that stuff. Well, and we, you know, I know we're going to continue discussing it on every podcast because what we originally thought we started talking about this in a very early podcast. We thought I cracked the pandemic story. Yeah. In a February podcast called Death Starts at 269. Right. But we, you know, I think every week we think, well, maybe we won't be talking about this. It is kind of the new normal. And I think it is such a challenge for everyone who's listening right now. And everyone's trying to wade through and figure out what the best plan is for their family and for their kids. But it's just a tough time. And you're right. It's like bosses are even calling more. I think there's more accountability, like more Zoom meetings, more. You know, it used to be when you went physically into an office, they kind of had to round everyone up for an emergency meeting. You know what I mean? But now it's just as simple as pinging someone and saying, can you hop, if, you know, again, out of an abundance of caution, and can you mm. hop on a Zoom? Those two phrases are the most overused phrases. Can you hop on a Zoom? Meanwhile, you're like in your pajama pants and your hair is sticking straight up. You're like, uh. And at Kroger. Okay. In your pajama pants yeah. with your hair sticking up. I'm going to tell you a story. I've done a Zoom call in the Academy sports parking lot. And I hooked it up in the back of my car. I put my seats down. So it kind of looked like I was in a desk. But then I had to keep playing with the angle so it didn't have other cars in the parking lot. Or people walking by with like. Hockey sticks. I think they thought I was shooting like some really seedy something. Yeah. What? Well, because I had climbed into the back seat of my car. You mean people in the parking lot? Yes. Okay. That yeah. were walking oh, by. Come on. Well, I had climbed in the back seat of my parking lot because I you can't I couldn't do it, put it up on the dashboard because then you could see the my car. So I kind of put the seats down, put it flat, and then I sat in the floorboard. Okay. What? Yeah. And I think people were like, "What is that woman filming?" And then they were like, who if would want... If you only knew. But they were, I think they were like, who would want to watch that? Like, what's what's that website called? I'll, like, uh, old? I'll, I'll refer you back to an episode called Zoom In on the Willy Booger. Okay. Well, there wasn't that. This was old and saggy. That was my website. Mm. But the point of this is, oh. I had to, like, get my camera angle to the right thing. Because when someone says, like, and I had gone to, I, had, I think I had to drop Charlie or go pick up something. It was when we were picking up all the end-of-year stuff that wasn't supposed to be the end-of-year stuff, like the yearbook and all that stuff. And I got the call. Can you hop on a Zoom? Sure. Sure. Yes. I want to share something that I found online that uh, has to do with this. The, the The writer is Whitney Ballard, and she lives in Alabama, and she's the mom of two boys. And um, this post originally appeared on her social media accounts and, and also her blog. There is no right decision about school this year. Parents are feeling some type of way right now. If we send our kids to school, we're selfish. If we keep them home, we're living in fear. We know our choice will not please everyone, but we're trying not to care and instead just focus on what's best for our kid. But we're not even sure what that is because we're just so conflicted. We've been trying to enjoy this extra time off with our kids, but our newest thief of joy is uncertainty. We're offered strong opinions from others, not even in our position. And if we're honest, we're pretty much over it. Some of us have already decided. For some, of, uh, for some, it was decided for us, and some, like me, are sitting right smack dab in the middle of indecision. The reality is, some families will be giving up an income in financial stability. Some will go to work, whether by choice or mere necessity. 
and will still be judged harshly. Some parents will try to balance full-time work from home and distance learning, which seems almost impossible to me. Many have and will shed tears and mourn plans when no one is looking and then pull it together just as quickly. There's a decision to be made, but there's no right one. My kids won't hear the complaint when I push my career aside. The work outside the home mom's kids likely won't see the weight she's carrying. The work from home dad won't let anyone know the pressure he's under. We know we'd do anything for our kids, no matter the sacrifice. But we did not sign up for this. No one did. So if you hear a parent voice their difference, I'm sorry, so if you hear a parent voice their choice that's different than yours, please do not make them feel worse. Give them some grace, because I can promise you, we parents are already feeling some type of way. So true. We use that word a lot, grace, on this podcast. Oh my gosh, yes. You have to give yourself grace right now, uh, immense grace for what you're going through. And, and you're right. I mean, I'm just, forget the the political, you know, conversations back and forth that you're, that you're seeing. Just right now, mom shaming, dad shaming is a real thing. And just, you just don't want to make people feel worse for what's going on. Because, you know, I when the pandemic started, I read another thing that was so great. And it said, you know, some people have the luxury to love, you know, the pandemic because they have enough money in the bank. Everything's good. They've just sort of closed down their house for a while, but not everybody is in that situation. So, you know, it's one of those great things that you don't know who's walking what path. So have your opinion, voice your opinion. That's your right. But give everybody else the grace to have their, their opinion too. We'll include that, uh, in the letter this Saturday and you can, uh, Subscribe for free, and it hits your inbox every Saturday morning around 9 o'clock, and it's just one way that we're able to go back and forth. If you reply to the letter, it comes directly to my email. Don't share your information with anybody. It's got pictures to compliment the stories that you've heard uh, during the week's two podcasts. Text LEFT ON RED. You've started an entire movement, by the way. Love it. LEFT ON RED, R-E-D. Red is in the color, no spaces, to the number 22828. You can also uh, follow social media channels at ATL Cadillac on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you can say to your smart speaker, say to your, I mess that up every time, say to your smart speaker, play Cadillac Jack, and it will play the most recent episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Super easy. Um, the other thing is, if you're listening, if you've made it this far through the podcast, thank you, number one, um, if we hadn't turned you off yet, it's Piece of the Rock is the Mother's Finest song. Okay. Yes. All right. We'll, we'll look for that one on Spotify. Oh, it's on there. We'll All add right. it. Yeah. Danny Smith is a pop peep for this episode. Katie, when I was a kid, if your parents bought you either a Michael Jackson jacket, the red one with the zippers all over. Oh, my gosh, yes. Like uh, members only. Or oh a pair of gosh. Air Jordan shoes, then you were rich. Remember the conversation from a recent oh, podcast yeah. about how you knew your neighbors were just print money. I agree with Caddy. The basketball goal with a clear backboard and breakaway rim so you could slam dunk and pull the rim down was a sure sign of richness. That is true. When you drive up in someone's driveway and they had that basketball goal, you're like, mm. money, mom, money. You their, mom and their mom you and daddy care it. about them. You could yeah. smell it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny lives in McDonough. He is the COO of Honor Built, which is a company. Because, hey, listen, we want to know this kind of stuff. Absolutely. So I reached back out to him. I said, hey, um, I noticed in your email signature, um, you're the CEO of Honor Built. Tell me about it. And they are the company that provides um, data cabling for restaurants all over the country. So say you go to Chick-fil-A. And you see a point of sale register, computer tablet like they do outside. Um, we put it there over the last 15 years. And so they handle Moe's and Annie Ann's, which is the, the pretzel shop. I, mm, believe, I right? love Annie Ann's. Uh, Shane's Rib Shack, Zaxby's. Uh, they're very blessed. Uh, I'm sorry. Danny says, very blessed as a company to work for some great clients. 
I actually turned left on red the other day, coming off I seventy five in honor of Donna. Love that. There are is so, the way he closed his email. well, and there's a lot of there's a lot of great coming off the highways left on reds that I've had people tell me where you're just sitting. What does there. that mean? I don't understand. Well, you know, you've exited and you you you've been driving, and so you go on one of those ramps and you just sit there, and there's a light there, and nothing's coming. Maybe it's one of those. Um, intersections where there's not a lot of stuff and the light just holds forever. Just gas it. Go left. Don't worry about it. If you get caught, send them to me. I'll take care of it. I got to tell you something. I bet, I bet old Danny's making some money because that's one of those things. And you know, when somebody creates that, that data cabling for all those places, you and I don't know how to do anything like that. But yeah. like that, those restaurants can't open without that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Danny's, Danny's print money. Danny's kids probably have a I, I Michael Jackson you. jacket, yep. a pair of Air Jordans, and a clear backboard with breakaway rim you down in McDonough in Henry County. You better believe that. You do. can also leave us a voicemail or a text. The number is 770-464-6024. And guess what, everybody in the studio? Do we have one? I am proud to announce that we have multiple messages uh, to the text line, including one from uh, Paula who writes, I thought I would pee my pants when I just heard you say, an update on Donna's beaver. Mm. Hashtag mind in the gutter. Things are well. Yes. Um, and the beaver's still there, so you say. Yeah, he hadn't been there the last two nights. Good morning, Cadillac. Just a quick text to say thanks for the Dunkin' Donuts. I really enjoyed it. Just listened to today's podcast. Uh, enjoyed it. As always, keep up the great work. Uh, Trina Jones, reaching out at 770-464-6024. Uh, free Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Uh, coffee. Dunkin' is what they're known as now. But Dunkin' stuff was in the letter this past Saturday. And um, also wanted to say hi to Bridget Mullet, who reached out on the text voicemail line. Uh, hey, Caddy, would you please give Donna a message? I listened to last week's podcast, and she mentioned a couple of things. Number one, how crazy she was about Fleetwood Mac. And number two, how disappointed she was in herself for not learning something positive during this COVID time. Wanted to recommend this great book I finished listening to on Audible last week. It's called Daisy Jones and the Six. Have you heard of this? I have heard of this book. Essentially, it's about the rise and fall of this fictitious rock band. It's told almost all in dialogue, which I found to be very cool. The reason I thought Donna would like it was because the author said she based a lot of the story on Fleetwood Mac, Joni Mitchell, and some others. Oh, I will definitely do that. Thank you. I thought you. perhaps if she had time to listen to an audible while she was driving, or uh, she might feel as if she's accomplished something different. I know I do. Thank you. I will do that. Love your podcast. Keeps me walking every Friday while I take a book break and catch up with the two podcasts for the week. Thank you, Bridget, for your support of the podcast. It means a lot to us. It means the world to us, actually. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I'll tell you funny uh, something about the um, Duncan. We did include that. We included Starbucks, and then we had a request for Duncan, so we switched over to Duncan. Now, this is so funny. I got a request from someone who said, you know what would be really nice if you guys bought us Listen, we don't have any money. We don't have any money. All right. <laughs> We got to pick yeah. up another three sponsors before we can do another gift. They card wanted the Chick. Yeah, they were like, "It'd be really nice if you guys did Chick Fil A." Yeah, like, I guess it would be. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll, there's we'll actually there. still money on the Duncan. Oh, there is. I just I know there's at least a little bit because Richie, we were doing a ride along. Did he get it? Well, he was going to Duncan. I said, "Hey, man, it's on me. I got uh, this." He's like, "No, you don't. I got my coffee." I said, "No, I don't. I know you don't. I do." And I pulled up the letter and the app, and the guy scanned it at the drive-thru. And well, it was keep a dollar, going. It was $1.19, and well, yeah. uh, it was absolutely free. We had some really dear friends intro this uh, particular episode of My Second Act. Yeah, so um, it's Val and Garrett, and um, I met, it's funny, I met Garrett first. So Garrett was my boss um, at Atlanta Magazine. He hired me originally. And um, and then I met Val through Garrett, and I worked with Val in a different capacity. I used to work with um, America's Mart, the big mart downtown. If you own stores and you've ever been to the mart, it's it's like a world unto itself. And so we did some chef events up at the mart in their test kitchen, and Val 
has always done PR for all of the big chefs in town, big restaurants in town. And so she would help me curate the chefs and bring them there. And they are perfect for each other. And they are incredibly kind. And they're very, very loyal friends. And loyal friends, we talk about this a lot. Um, I know you guys probably hear us talking about friends. We have a lot of friends, and, and that's great. But loyal friends are the best. And they stick with you no matter what. And Garrett is just great about all, and Val, always checking in, seeing how things are going, how, you know, what's going on. Um, she has two beautiful daughters, and Brooke and Elle. And um, Garrett has a stepdaughter, Chloe who is a senior this year, which is really hard to believe. Um, she is like an amazing Italian cook, and she's just good at everything. She's one of those women who's like, she's like a large SF2, you know, where she like can bake, she can do flowers, she's amazing at PR. Yeah, really good. I know. Her oven's always preheated. Her, I love a woman whose oven is preheated. Val's oven is always preheated. And, and Garrett is kind of like a rock and roll renaissance man. He's probably one of the best salespeople that I've ever met. But he is such an out-of-the-box thinker, so creative. He works for Habitat for Humanity now, and Val owns her own PR firm, and she is doing PR for restaurants. Um, but she does PR for anyone. So it's been a tough time for them because in her business because obviously COVID has really, you know, it, you want to talk about a difficult time to get restaurants through with PR, that'd be this time, you know. But she's done some amazing things with a bunch of different, um, you know, people's social media and stuff. She's really kind of glided through it seamlessly so we appreciate their friendship and thank you for um, doing our opener we have a small ask of you three things if you could be so kind number one hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up number two rate and leave five star reviews for the pod and number three show our sponsors some love and our sponsors include 1-800-HURT-911 and dinneraffair.com gallery furniture in Gainesville and Tracy Cousineau real estate expert advisors new episodes on tuesdays and thursdays of cadillac jack my second act we are proud to be part of the appen podcast network